0: This is Margaret Kotman Frankowitz, and welcome back to another episode of Diabetic Survival. It's actually been a while since I posted an episode. Um, I try to post one every day, but well, every other day at least. And it's been a little bit longer than what I'm used to. So I might as well tell you what's going on. I'm actually planning on moving from the West Coast. All the way to the East Coast this week. So I'm kind of taking a, a little mini break right now from having to move stuff. I'm telling you, it's it's been just absolutely draining. But I'm going to tell you too, even if I was 20 years old, which I am not, if I had to move all that stuff myself, which I don't, have other people to help me move. But if I had to move all that stuff myself, I don't think I could have done it back even in my 20s. So it's hard moving stuff. As I'm moving stuff onto this moving truck, I got this great big old huge, huge U haul. The biggest one that they actually have to actually move a bunch of furniture, me and my family. And what do you know, my knee decides it's going to act up. And now my knee is screaming after just a couple hours of moving stuff. And I finally had to just sit down and take it easy. Now, mind you, this is not this is like from an old injury back in my 20s, and it was a pretty traumatic injury. And for it to flare up 20 years later, 20 plus years later, I should say, was an absolute surprise to me so i had gotten all my stuff on the truck and i was helping my cousin actually get his stuff on the truck and then i was watching the movers and there's some cleaning that i had to do afterwards and i was just taking it easy so i mean you know how how it goes when you have an old injury kind of start acting up and you just want to take it easy a little bit so you kind of do the easier stuff after you just loaded a bunch of heavy stuff so um needless to say it really really wore me down this isn't anything unusual though. So I'm still alive I'm still kicking still have energy I can't have energy now as a matter of fact but you know it it just goes to show I mean obviously how important (laughs) I didn't eat breakfast and I was fasting while I was working out and I didn't have my coffee because everything's just kind of very chaotic right now. So as a matter of fact, I wasn't eating and, and, uh, I had brought a bunch of stuff. Like I had just taken a trip up to Idaho and picked up all my things there and drove down here to Phoenix or actually Phoenix area and uh so there's a lot of stuff in in my storage shed up in Idaho that I hadn't seen in months which I was happy to actually actually see and uh some of it was food product and I don't normally store food product in the storage shed but I think in this particular case I did um of course it's still packaged hasn't been opened and so I was looking it over found some I gotta talk about this because this is definitely a culprit you want to stay away from, which is the reason why I'm actually mentioning it. But I had some Welch's fruit snacks, and of course, uh, as a diabetic, I don't necessarily um, flock to sugar products, <laughs> so it's kind of weird that I had it in there because one of the reasons why I try not to have sugary products, including fruit, around me is because I like fruit, and my fruit snacks are no exception, and so, you know, I'm in pain, <laughs> my knee hurts, and I, I'm, I'm sitting down, I haven't had breakfast at all, I was, I consider myself intermittent fasting, about 11 or 12 o'clock by then, I'm hungry, there's no food in the house, but I have my Welch's fruit snacks, <laughs> so... Oh, that and uh, I found a bag of natural smoked flavored almonds, which I have a problem with too. And um, of course, you know, I'm I'm trying to shop diabetic. I'm trying to buy the products that I I know that are good for me. And now I'm going to talk to you about sneaky little culprits in society and the food products that we actually have that are actually poisoning us. And the things that I actually ate today were poisoning me. So I thought I'd bring it up because I was sitting back, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night now. I'm sitting back and I'm looking at the back of the packages and this is how I usually do things is I don't necessarily deprive myself, but once I find out that something is like a poison to me because I am a diabetic and sugar is my poison, by the way, I Don't ever buy it again. So, um, the fruit snacks, that was absolutely no exception. I knew that I probably shouldn't be having fruit, but they were very small, small portions. So I allowed myself to have it suspicious. I was extremely tired, felt like I needed some immediate energy, and I had burned a whole heck of a lot of calories moving stuff. So there was a couple of exceptions as to why I actually Exceptions that I made for myself, I should say, why well, I actually ate it. Now, so what is the problem with Welch's fruit snacks? Um, especially if they're in small portions. Technically speaking, six months ago, I probably would not have. Uh, just, even six months ago, I would probably not have seen the problem with eating an occasional bag or two of fruit snacks, which only have like 10 pieces in them. Uh, Now I do see the problem because I actually read the ingredients list. If you read the ingredients list of a lot of products You'll see what I'm talking about One of the culprits with the Welch's fruit snacks for instance And um, This is no exception now when you see it, it doesn't look bad. Um, it says calories 70 for one pouch. This is really not bad. If you're counting calories, this would probably be your go-to. Um, unless you're diabetic. And I'll tell you why. So it's one pouch. It has 10 servings per container. Let's see. Okay, so there's 10 pouches in here. So one serving is like 10 pieces. It has no fat in it. That'd be a plus for, you know, normal people. Uh, total, total carbs. Now this is where it gets a little bit high. There's 17 grams of carbs. Now, if, if you're the type of diabetic where you're going to listen to your dietitian and 40 grams of carbs are good, then you're going to ignore what I say and that's fine. But if you're trying to do keto and if you're trying to lose weight, then you need to pay attention this episode. So looking on the back of the container, it says 17 grams of carbs. It says total sugars, 10 grams. Then underneath that it says includes 8 grams added sugars. So I'm not sure if that's part of the total sugars. Well, it might be part of the total sugars is 8 grams added sugar. So that means only 2 grams of this is actually fruit sugars and 8 grams is added sugars. Surprisingly, has one gram of protein, which doesn't really affect anything unless you're trying to save from protein for whatever reason, which I don't understand. It does have vitamin A, C, and E, these are essential vitamins. Each package only has about 25% or 25% of vitamin A, 25% of vitamin C, 25% of vitamin E. Sounds healthy, right? Okay. So far, so good. So if you read that portion, if you read the nutrition facts, you look at this and you're like, okay, that's not bad. That's a snack I can have as a diabetic. Then you need to get your reading glasses on and actually read the ingredients list. This is the one we all miss because we're looking at the outside of the package where it says Welch's Family Farmer-Owned Super Fruit Mix Fruit Snacks. On the box, it says, Excellent sources of vitamin A, C, and E. Colors from natural sources. No preservatives. Gluten-free. It has some beautiful pictures of berries on here, which are diabetic-friendly. can have berries. Pomegranate, which actually contains sugar, so it's a little bit much, but still, pomegranate's okay. If you don't eat a large quantity of it, then it has some kiwi fruit down here. So it looks like... A nice little treat for a diabetic, right? Then, oops, dropped the box. Then when you read the ingredients list, which is in very small print, I can barely see. The first ingredients are fruit berry, fute, oops, excuse me, fruit pur- puree, which have grape, pear, apricot, kiwi, pomegranate, blackberry, acai, blackberry, passion fruit, starfruit, goji, and dragon fruit. I have to admit, this is a very, very tasty treat. Um, it's so tasty. In fact, you're probably not going to eat one pouch, you're probably going to eat two pouches. Uh, maybe if you're pushing it, maybe three, but two pouches. I, I would say is probably more appropriate serving where you're going to feel satisfied Um. but then the next couple of ingredients shocked me because as you may know when you're reading the ingredients list the closer sugar is up to the top of the list that means the higher the sugar content Um, and then then the rest of the stuff but it looks like it's fruit is the, the puree is the main ingredient but then they add sugar to it and the next ingredient is um okay the sugar wasn't the next ingredient but corn syrup was and current corn syrup is one of the things you need to stay away from because it's actually sugar they're just renaming it to something else and corn's just not good especially since it has been genetically modified and there isn't i don't think there is any corn that hasn't been genetically modified at this point so corn's bad. Um, next ingredient after corn syrup is sugar, modified corn starch, gelatin, citric acid, and then it goes on to natural flavors and then things like coconut oil, etc. Okay, so this these fruit snacks, I, I think I was better off just buying some apples and <laughs> eating some apples, but this just happened to be in my, in my kind of like my food pantry to where it was convenient and easy to eat and I thought it was safe. It's not. It's garbage. But the next product I picked up, because I was eating, I, I thought I was eating well and obviously I wasn't. That's something that I'll never eat again, but uh, it's just something on my little mental note not to ever buy again at the grocery store. Because what I do when I grocery shop is I leave, read the the labels, but I'm really bad about reading the fine print because I can't see it right, right away, and uh, to actually spend time in the grocery store, you know, five minutes trying to read all the labels and stuff is is a little bit more difficult. So a lot of times, so what a lot of times what I'll do is I'll forgive myself for buying the product, trying to actually find a decent product, and then never buy the product again has been the best solution. And I won't buy a lot of new product until I know that it's actually safe. Um, the next culprit I picked out, and almonds are, are very safe for diabetics. Um, however, how they're processed does matter. And some of the labels can be very misleading. And this one was very misleading as well. I was trying something different Picked these up, it was great value, so I believe this was Walmart product. It's called Natural Smoked Flavored Almonds with Other Natural Flavors. Has some pictures of some big, bold, beautiful almonds. It says almonds along the side. Also says two grams of protein per serving. And then it says C, nutrition information for fat content on the back, which is kind of a little bit suspect, but when you turn it over, and that's in the small print. When you see things that say natural smoke flavored almonds, you think that you're getting like a naturally smoked almond, and you're not going to have to worry about anything, and if there is anything it's very minimal, and you can probably continue on with your day. Well, I had a problem with this, because here again, I'm running into problems. Okay, so about a quarter cup is about 210 calories. And total fat is 19 grams. Now, of course, people who know me know that I'm a keto fan. And basically keto is, we're ignoring the calories and we're looking more at the fat content. We want the fat, okay? We don't want the sugar. We don't want any added sugars added to this if you're keto. We don't want any added you don't want the corn syrup solids, You don't want the sugar. You don't want, um, fructose. You definitely don't want the fructose, um, which is actually kind of naturally occurring in fruit, which is the reason why we eat fruit in moderation. But when you look at the packaging, it says, okay, so 19 grams total fat, not a big deal from saturated fat, 1.5 kind of weird, but you know, that's okay. Sodium, 170 milligrams. Total carbs, six grams. Now, the carbs aren't a big deal here, six grams, because it has dietary fiber in it, four grams. But then it says underneath it, total sugars, two grams. Okay, so there's some, some sugar in here. Two grams is not like a huge deal on this one. Um, I don't consider two grams a huge deal anyways. I, like I will have several servings. I'll have four grams from this. Uh, the reason being is because if it's natural in almonds, I'm going to go ahead and accept that type of sugar because, um, there are certainly a lot of other products that are a lot worse than almonds. Um, almonds is basically what keto people use, uh, almond flour, coconut flour, to make our breads. So we're okay with it. That's okay. You got to eat something. Uh, protein, seven grams. Now there was no added sugars in here. That's what the nutrition facts says. So looking this over, I can see why I actually chose it. But now I'm looking at the ingredients list. This is, this is why it's so hard for us diabetics. We have the entire food industry against us. It's it just sucks. I mean, let's, let's just admit it, it just sucks. It's hard sometimes. We're trying to get natural, non-processed foods and it's really hard. I mean, you walk into a Sprouts and you're trying to get really good, healthy food and even there, they sabotage your diet. It's just hard and it's a little bit frustrating. And I kind of wonder if I'm kind of like going over the edge a little bit, but I don't care because I, you know, what, what matters is my health and so i don't care if i go over the edge a little bit because i care about my health okay so the ingredients list of course is almonds in this natural smoke flavored almonds and okay i'm a little bit ignorant towards natural smoke flavors i would just assume that they put it in some kind of huge furnace or something and let, like, a natural hickory, you know, like, put some hickory chips in there, and then, like, let it smoke up, and just totally, uh, saturate the almonds to where they smell like smoke, and then you eat those, and they're delicious, right? You know, they roast those in, like, perhaps some almond oil or something. Uh, unfortunately, that's, that was in my head, and that's not actually what happens. Um, the ingredients list is a course and I give them an A plus on this one the first ingredient is almonds so to me that's that's pretty as natural you can get but when you read underneath it you're like okay so there should be like maybe one or two more ingredients and that's it right no not on this one there's like 20 more ingredients here like these are just supposed to be almonds here I don't get it so the ingredients list says almonds vegetable oil peanut oil okay let's stop right there peanut oil now, when, uh, I've been listening to all these talks um, that the doctors have had on, on uh, YouTube. And peanuts, uh, 90% of us, according to what the doctors say, we're allergic to peanuts, yet they're putting it in almonds. So 90% of us are already allergic to this product. <laughs> so um, this is kind of sad. Now, the first, the first ingredient wasn't sugar but it's peanut oil and you know, that's an allergen. So let's continue on. Then we have cotton seed oil. Now is cotton seed a food? Is that something we can eat? I don't think it is. So why are they putting it in our food? Okay. That was just a, fa- a quick observation. Then they have soybean oil. Okay. Soybeans. I don't, technically have a problem with soybeans except for the fact that it gives men man boobs but other than that I don't have a problem with soybeans I I mean you know I'm a female so I mean that body part's okay with me I mean, they didn't say if it increased women's boobs or anything, but I don't have a problem with that. But just the fact that it's violating half the population on the planet, that that kind of pisses me off a little bit. It's like, it's almost an attack on the male gender with the soybeans. So I'm not cool with that. Um, any man who's actually suffered with man boobs can tell you that, I mean, they've been traumatized with the fact that, you know, they... They're not traumatized, but, you know, they certainly can't get that that slim physique um, that, you know, bodybuilders usually have because of their man boobs. And some men go as far as to have surgery on it or to wear a man bra or something. I mean, that's, that's kind of traumatizing that they would actually have a product, soybean oil, by, by way of definition, actually does change your hormones. They have found out through science that soybeans do change the hormones in a male's body. So um, as a female, I'm offended that they're doing that to men. And so I don't want to eat the product just based off of that, because if it's messing up men's bodies, what's it do to a female's bodies? Um, so what it's supposed to do is soybean oil actually uh, produces estrogen. And so, of course, when that estrogen is produced in men, then they're going to become more, um, uh, less testosterone-ran and, you know, start growing man boobs and who knows what else. This isn't stuff I'm just making up. This is stuff based on science. This is, uh, there were multiple articles that came out about this back in 2015. And I did not forget, I did not forget those articles, those scientific studies. I've slapped soybean nuts out of a guy's hand saying, don't eat that. <laughs> it's going to give you man boobs. Um, so for the men's sake, I just want you to try not to eat soybeans or take in anything a product with soybean oil because it's a trap. Okay. All right. So the next one and or sunflower oil. I don't have any problems with sunflowers. No sunflower seed. I like sunflower seed. I haven't been told anything else besides that. This says, contains less than 2% of the following, salt, malodextrin, Now, good job on the salt content, I'm glad that it's kind of lowered. Uh, malodextrin, which I'm not too familiar with, hydrolyzed soy protein, again, I have problems with soy. Yeast extract, hmm, eh, questionable. Okay, and then we get to another culprit, brown sugar. But yet I was reading on here that there wasn't any additional sugars. Now I guess when it's past a certain percentage, they don't necessarily have to post it. But, you know, the fact that they have to use brown sugar on there is kind of questionable. Then it goes into natural hickory smoked flavor. Natural flavor, uh, lipolized butter oil. Uh, I'm okay with butter. But I don't know what lipolized butter oil is. It says milk on here. Uh, it says that it's milk. But I don't understand why they just didn't put milk. Okay, so... So I, I looked at this, and I mean, even as a diabetic, I'm trying to decide if I'd actually buy this again, because it does say it has brown sugar in it. And to me sugar is a poison. So I'm on I'm on one of those cliffs with that one. I'm not sure. I don't know if I would buy this product or not again. However, now that I know what is in it, um, I would definitely look for other products that may not have, for instance the soybean, oil in it, and the cotton seed. I'm not really sure about cottonseed oil because, obviously, cotton is not a consumable product that I know of, um, I thought that was more of a fabric, so, you know, something to make cotton out of, so why are they using seed oil for that, I'm not sure. So that's a little bit of my inexperience there, but the other stuff is definitely questionable. So, um, on this one I kind of give it a thumbs down. I'm probably going to eat the rest of the bag eventually, you know, a little bit here and there, but I probably won't buy the product again. And this is more for the fact that I do love almonds anyways, and when I make a mistake such as buying this instead of actually buying actual almonds, like dry roasted almonds, I learn from it. And so that's the whole point that I'm trying to make on that so enough about food products back to my day um so today was extremely busy there was a lot to do and of course I crashed a little bit earlier than I think I should have because there's plenty more work to actually be done I'm actually behind schedule um but um I should be in or I should be on the East Coast, probably this time next week, but that, I was trying to think of, like, a good example that I can use, like, when I was normal, what I could put up with, and now that I'm diabetic, and the truth of the matter is, and of course, I've been a pre-diabetic, you know, for 10 plus years, is that there really isn't much of a difference, really. Um, like when I was first diagnosed pre diabetic, though, I was having a lot of symptoms because I was eating a lot of foods that were really affecting me, such as fruits and carbs, because I just didn't know. I didn't know any better. And I was doing what the dietitian told me to do. And I wasn't feeling all that great when I first became found out that I was a diabetic, and I didn't know why, and I didn't understand. But now that, um,. Controlling my carbs a little bit better, and mind you, I'm not perfect, but I do try to uh, pay attention to what I'm eating, and I'm try to pay attention to my, my portion sizes. Like you won't catch me dead eating half a pizza or a whole pizza. Um, you know, I'll have like a slice or two if I do eat carbs. But then I'll also try to mix it with other things such as salads or other things that are very low carb, if I do eat other things. So, um, and typically around carb meals, I I try to to fast the other meals just so I can actually burn those carbs. But um, I know that when, um, for instance, like how how much carbs can actually uh, upset your diet, So if you're in fat burning process where you need to burn fat so that your cells are actually uh, better responsive towards um, or sensitive towards insulin so that you're actually taking in nutrients um, when when it's allowing, when it's turning that key on to allow nutrients to actually come into your cells again. Then of course you feel better. Um, as you may know, as a diabetic, there are days that you're just super tired and you just can't get out of bed. It's just, it's just really hard. And uh, same effect of when you when you've worked out a little bit too hard, such as you're moving a three bedroom house into a little, you know, like into a, the biggest U-Haul that you can find, uh, and you're worn out. <laughs> For a normal person, you know, when you need to take a nap after you just did a ton of work, physical activity, um, that's how a diabetic is usually. They feel like every day's a workout. So, uh, so, there's quite a few things we have in common, even though we haven't worked out. The difference is, is that you're burning fat, that the diabetic is not, <laughs> because uh, our bodies see it as a store, like like we're storing fat. And uh, we don't have a way to turn it off if we're actually eating in carbs, which is the reason why we need to control our carbs, if that makes any sense. So normally, like for instance, on an ideal day, I think I probably would have had um, some chia seed for breakfast. And then maybe put some slivered almonds in there. Unfortunately, my stash accidentally got thrown away and... So I'm kind of like stuck with some of the other products that I actually had instead of my my diabetes food, which I actually prefer. But um, I have other food that I can actually eat, so it's not really a big deal. So as a diabetic, one thing I've noticed, especially with this, is it's really easy to sabotage your diet. And if you do this, don't give up hope, just go right back to keto as soon as you can. So if you have a day or two or a week or something or your life is just a little bit chaotic at the time, it's okay because eventually things will calm down for you and you can go back to the, to the, a nice diabetic diet to where it's actually on the kilter again. So this is another reason why, uh, for instance, my medications are important. So that when things like this happen like like I think that I'm eating natural foods and I find out that I'm not or let's say I decided to have a cheat meal when I really shouldn't have I at least have uh the metformin to fall back on I know some people are like oh no you shouldn't do that I really try hard not to and um I would have to say that still working it's working well for me and so that's why i'm going to continue doing what i'm doing because i'm every day i'm striving to be that better diabetic that takes control of their diet so i know what to do for tomorrow i'm setting myself up to where i'm not going to go through this again tomorrow and there are times of high energy, such as moving or something of that nature, where carbs can actually benefit you. Where you don't need to think about a keto diet because um, you're burning so much energy moving. Like for instance, if you spent three, four, five, six hours moving things, where well, you're going to need that those carbs, or you're going to crash anyways. And when all it fails, take a nap. Because naps are wonderful for you, they're great for repair and restore. I was very sore after my move, um, and I've had two moves now. Because um, of course I moved all my things from Idaho to Phoenix, so I had I had packed up all the boxes and stuff myself out of one storage unit. Then I came down here, and then I I helped out some more. So I'm really. Um, well, one is I'm trying to deal with stress stress is definitely not good for diabetics. So I've been trying to maintain that and also eating a diet when everything's like getting tossed out of the fridge and, you know, you don't have your stove or microwave or anything like that. And trying to still eat healthy as a diabetic is almost near impossible. And it's still possible. It's just hard. (laughs) So (laughs) there are times when taking in your carbs is probably a good thing because you know carbs are good for um you know brain function of course uh, repair and restore you know blah 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 they'll tell you on and on carbs aren't that bad so and they're not for normal people they're not and uh but they're not really good for diabetic on for long-term duration by any means so, how do I feel after some major, major workouts? Well, okay. So, the movers, let me just compare you to normal people because these movers were a couple of teenagers who just moved a bunch of boxes into storage shed and moved some heavy furniture and stuff, and they did it without, like, hardly any effort, whereas me, I definitely have a lot of effort actually trying to get it in there and stuff, but that would have been me 20 years ago, too, having a little bit of, you know, issues with that, so I'm here watching them, like, effortlessly move all this heavy furniture and stuff, and, of course, I had moved quite a bit of it as well, And they weren't here long, maybe a couple hours. They didn't look exhausted. They just looked like it was part of their normal, everyday moving adventure. And I admire them for that. I can't do their job. There's no way I can do this on a regular basis. But I admire people who can. Some of us are just not cut out for that kind of stuff. I'm not. But, you know, considering this is probably the last move I'm going to make in a while that's what I'm hoping is keep my fingers crossed um that's the reason why I'm like okay I need to put in like super effort here get my stuff in there and get going cause that's just what I gotta do so yes I'm a little bit run down right now I'm a little bit tired probably need to take another shower even though I took one earlier but other than that I'm doing pretty good considering it didn't kill me so that's always a good thing what doesn't kill you makes you stronger now i wanted to talk t- about a video um, that i actually saw on youtube let me see if i can bring up some information on it okay yes it's by thomas DeLore, and this video actually came out two years ago but actually popped up into my news feed on youtube and i thought it was quite interesting Interestingly enough or I should say interesting enough to actually comment on and in this video He was talking about some type of study that was actually done on coffee and on coffee drinkers and What it found and you may drink coffee because you heard it was good for lowering your insulin resistance um, What he was talking about is actually how is good for instance uh people who um do workouts to actually take before and then to to actually drink after a workout and he had actually he was actually comparing this to what diabetics actually go through and how it can actually build up insulin resistance and that's like a panic sign and uh but he said not to panic about coffee actually building up your resistance because it falls back down which is true it does and um, it, it's kind of interesting because he said that coffee is definitely a fat burner. As a matter of fact, it makes your cells uh, 66% more effective. I'm not quite exactly sure how they get the percentages, but I'm gonna buy into it just because you know he. This is what he specializes in. And it actually um, actually supercharges your system. So that's why if you, for instance, go to the gym and you see people actually, you know, downing coffee or something, or like maybe they'll have like um, they'll put some MCT oil in their coffee or whatnot. It actually helps them to actually burn that fat. And so of course that goes again with keto and keeping your carbs down. So if in the morning you decide to have, uh, you know, like let's say you do some intermittent fasting and. So you, uh, but then you, you're okay with a cup of coffee and like, maybe you'll put like MCT oil in there or some butter and then you'll go for a workout. And then afterwards you have another cup of coffee. I don't know if you put like the MCT oil in it again. Sometimes I do. And, uh, then maybe eat some bacon and eggs with no toast, no carbs, then that should be acceptable. So, um... If you work out in the morning, for instance, you drink coffee before you work out, drink some coffee after you work out, eat, eat a moderate breakfast, let's say you have like a brunch at like 11 or 12 o'clock, bacon and eggs, that's pretty good. You're doing pretty good. As a matter of fact, you're probably going to go into ketosis uh, eventually if you keep that up, uh, especially if you do the same thing for dinner. You have like a, a little small portion I mean, put some vegetables on the side for a little bit of carb, but not too much. Uh, what's naturally occurring in vegetables is probably better for you than, um, and we're talking about leafy greens like spinach or, oh, I don't want to say kale. I don't want to torture anybody with kale. Who likes kale? I don't like kale. Uh, but like maybe spinach, broccoli, or maybe you want to do cauliflower, even though it's not a dark leafy green, cauliflower is actually a very versatile vegetable. Or maybe just some green beans. Green beans are great too. There's a lot of different things that people on keto can actually eat and it doesn't affect you. And uh, some people on keto, they eat a lot of vegetables, which they're taking in more carbs than they actually should and they're still losing weight. And then there's some people that actually keep it minimal because they don't want the uh, carbs to actually affect their diet in a negative way. But I, I think that's based more on, on preference. I can't really say if it's good or if it's bad, to actually pile up on on the vegetables. Now, one thing that I was told when I first became a diabetic was to pile up on the vegetables, which I have no problem with. I love my vegetables. Um, And as long as you're eating the right kind of vegetables, not eating, like, the roots, like carrots and potatoes, you should be fine. And, of course, the reason being is because uh, there's a natural sweet in carrots, unfortunately, and I love my carrots, but... You know, I'm just going to have to trade them out for something else like broccoli or cauliflower, green beans, something a little bit less sugary, I guess, because there's a natural, naturally occurring uh, starchy sugar in things like potatoes. Uh, potatoes are a culprit. And actually, that was another thing he mentioned, is if you actually pair the coffee up with, like, let's say you want hash browns that day. Uh, this is a bad thing. This is a recipe for disaster, people. This is something I already knew, and maybe you know it too. Uh, or maybe it's something you want to remind a diabetic of, but when you, oh, come, when you drink coffee thinking it's going to help you, and then you have a serving of, for instance, hash browns, which I love hash browns. Oh my gosh, pile me up on it. Um, that is going to uh, cause insulin resistance. So, it's probably best not to have the hash brown maybe once in a blue moon or like around christmas (laughs) maybe once a year i'll give you permission to eat potatoes um i'm a potato girl i've always been a potato girl since i was a little kid and it's sad because you're taking my favorite vegetable as a diabetic and now you're throwing the garbage now uh, back in 2010 when i when i first found out i was insulin resistant I would have been completely offended if my dietitian told me that I had to throw out my potatoes. So, for the longest time as a diabetic, I did not throw out my potatoes. I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to do everything else right, but I'm not going to throw out my potatoes because it's my main staple. And it really was. I'm the kind of person that would sit down, you know, and take some hash browns, make some hash browns really quick, you know, put them on the, the grater and shred them up and just have hash browns for a meal. And this was very bad because I didn't know the relation of the relationship between starches turning into sugars, turning into um, little bad receptors for my my cells. So I think so, at some point in time you have to actually make peace with it and say, okay, enough is enough. If I want to be healthy, I have to eliminate this and this and this and this and this and it's like a grocery list long and you're going to find out when you go to the grocery store you're going to start wondering when you really start doing what you should be doing as a diabetic and the types of foods that you should be eating going to the grocery store is quite offensive when you go to your grocery store and i'll tell you why it's because they have bags of hash browns and they have potatoes like, you can buy a huge super bag for, like, four bucks or something like that. Four or five bucks. And you can eat for two weeks off of them if you have no other food. And But, you know, as a diabetic, when you go to the grocery store, you cannot eat like that anymore. You're just looking at it and you're like, is this grocery store trying to kill me or something? Because you're not thinking about the other part of the population that can't eat this stuff. You're thinking about yourself. And I hope that you are. You're looking at this, especially if you have family members who aren't insulin resistant. So hard, I, I get it. But when you go in the grocery store and there's so many products you cannot eat because you now know about the nitrates um, possibly poisoning your system, and you're not supposed to have processed food like like the processed meats. Um, even the almonds that I had were processed. Uh, it's, it's really offensive because then it just like limits your diet tremendously. So that's why one of the things that I did to make my life so much easier is I educated myself when I sat down at my dinner table. So I enjoyed my meal, but at the same time I was enjoying my meal, I was reading the back labels of the ingredients that I was actually eating. And once I found out... Like you know, when it has corn, when when a couple of questionable things come up, such as sugar, fructose, corn syrup, or uh, corn syrup solids, or soybean oil, when any of these red flags pop up, then it's like, okay, this is a product I need to avoid because there's millions of products out there, and it's so hard to choose. Obviously, if you're going to your local farmers market, you're probably doing very well, but there's still vegetables, for instance, you have to look out for, and then if you're going to go as far as to try to avoid lectins, um, which are little plant poisons, um, because, you know, plants like to protect themselves and their babies, so they don't want to be eaten, as Dr. Gundry, uh, explains in his videos, but now if you're paying attention to lectins, you're like, good grief, is there anything I can eat? Well, Dr. Gundry was huge on mushrooms, um, but also there's quite a few keto products that can be eaten as well. Uh, let me see. I think he had a controversy with one thing he didn't, didn't believe was there was some kind of food that's okay with keto but wasn't okay on his list. I'm not quite sure. I don't remember what that was. I may have talked about it in a previous episode. But um when you start looking at uh, the old world and how foods were prepared, for instance, that they took the seeds out of things like cucumbers and tomatoes and stuff of that nature. And now we just kind of like bypass that and we just go ahead and eat it with the seeds and stuff. Then you can see that, um, that, you know, society does have a problem, but it's how we eat it. And not to mention, um, the food modifications going on, like with the corn. With there not being any more natural corn, everything's modified now to prevent bugs. Um, I mean, that's great. There's no bugs in your food and stuff. I mean, But you can always just wash it off in some cases. Not all cases. But, um... Like, I was absolutely floored that they actually put Monsanto... Um, they actually somehow bred a type of corn with Roundup in it to actually prevent bugs from eating corn. So I know that the health community was in an uproar about this. I have heard nothing good about how they, except for the fact that there are no bugs, but how they actually put Roundup in this corn, you know, they put a poison in our food sources, that not only we eat, but our cows eat, and our pigs, and our horses, and you know, things that we may or may not eat. And you know, Of course, obviously, we don't eat horses, but all these creatures are eating this corn product with ha- that has Roundup in it now. Uh, we're eating it, we have it in our like corn tortillas, and our, you know, our corn, not just in our corn, in our little, um, cans of food and stuff but we have it in our food products our cereals and everything and this just is not good for the human body um it's like sometimes when you progress you actually degress and then they find out like for instance kind of like when they found out there were bpas in the food can liners of canned foods and so they kind of discourage you from eating a lot of canned foods because of this it's like just in necessary times because they weren't sure about the chemicals that were actually leaching into the food. So, but when you're, when you're sabotaging a genetic code such as corn and you're putting your product into that corn and, and then you're Monsanto and you want to buy up all the rights of corn to where people can't grow their own natural corn product and then, like, let's say their fields are near yours and their pollens pollinating your cornfields, um, you've now polluted your own cornfields with theirs, and now they're suing you because they say that you're, you're actually, um, using their products that they actually patented. I mean, it's a mess, people. It's really a mess. Um, uh, just in the food products that we actually eat. Corn, like, they do a lot of things with corn. Uh, they fry our foods in it, and... Like So, like, you you may avoid corn, for instance, but you you still may have something that was fried in it, and that's still going to affect you. It's going to leach into your food. I'm not trying to make anybody paranoid or anything. I'm just saying be aware of it, and it's hard to get away from. And I think that's another reason why uh, people are suggesting that you eat grass-fed beef is because you're hopefully... Uh, quote-unquote, not getting those chemicals into your body. So when uh, that cow eats that corn or that chicken eats that corn that has that particular um, chemical in it to actually prevent the bugs, then, uh, of course, whatever you eat, whatever, whatever you eat and what they're eating, you're also eating. So you're technically eating the corn that that chicken or that cow was actually eating. So that's the reason why they're, they're making that aware and that's because we diabetics were super sensitive it's almost like um we're super sensitive to what they're actually what they're actually putting into the foods and so this is a good marker for people who don't have issues just yet as to how it's going to affect uh them in the long term because when you turn 40, and if you're a little bit overweight, there's a good chance that you're gonna become insulin resistant yourself. So um, we're kind of like the field experiments for the normal people, whether they know it or not. I think yeah, that in the fitness community, they already know that. They're uh, looking at our diet intently, and they're seeing that, you know, how we're actually able to lose weight and why, and it's uh, because of the, the insulin markers. And of course, insulin is used to store fat I mean, it's also used for diabetics who need to actually go into the the shop mode and stuff, but, um, it's what, you know, diabetics is, diabetics are very good at storing fat, and that's just because when you become insulin resistant, that's what your body does, is it stores fat. Once that insulin sensitivity goes away and you become normal again, as like let's say you can turn your body around to where it's acting normal again then your body is going to burn fat the way it was intended to but there's a lot of normal people out there that uh, have that issue too where they have some excess weight and stuff and they're not quite sure why um, and then they seriously need to be checked for, their, their alency needs to be checked So I've had normal people who who maybe have been a little bit overweight, or even on the extreme end of being very overweight. I'm not going to say obese. I don't like that word either. There's certain words in the English dictionary I just can't stand. Obese is one of them. It's like, really? You're going to compare somebody who's 40 pounds overweight to somebody who's 500 pounds overweight? Really? You're going to just call them both obese regardless? Okay, so anyways, English language is a little bit screwed up. It should be a little bit... It should there should be a spectrum. I mean, I think that they actually need to color the spectrum a little bit because I think okay, so anyways, let me not get into that topic right now. What I was talking about, and of course, I can blab on forever and I don't have a lot of time to say it, so I'm gonna make sure that I say it very precise. I think this is gonna be my bold statement for the night, and if you've listened this far, then uh, congratulations, I'm going to say it, and then you can give me your comments later. But I think, this is my theory, mind you, my theory is that people who are overweight, or the term I don't like, obese, um, don't like that, I think it's a very demeaning term, but I think the ones that are denying that they might be insulin resistant, I actually think they're liars, because that's how fat actually does get stored. Okay, there I said it so if you fall in that category of being very fat you know, I'll just say very fat and your A1c is normal there's a problem that's a three month window um, let's say uh, let's say you're very fat and you can't find out where your fat's coming from um, well the insulin is used to store that fat. So that's how our bodies work, that's how all of our bodies work, that's the reason why fitness gurus are looking into more of the diabetes diets and such and how um, diabetics actually gain weight is because they're finding that the hormones actually have us gain weight. The same hormones can be reversed to help us lose weight. So and we pretty much are all the same in that respect. Okay, this has been Margaret Coburn franklins Just Be Good to Each Other, and I hope you have a great night.